welcome to the Harvest Seymour podcast. Come check us out and see how God is moving in this community. If you would like to know more, check out our Facebook page, or you can visit us at hcfseymour.org. Have a wonderful day. So good to see each and every one of you. We're going to have a good time today. I've been, I've been really looking forward to this morning. I really have been. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I really felt like, you know, because it's so in our face, that I really felt like I really needed to speak directly to those things today. And... Um, because I know it's on the mind of really of everyone in the U.S. You know, everybody's thinking about it, that this little bitty invisible virus has somehow managed to change the course of, of events in the, in the United States. Schools, stock shows, March Madness, the NBA, colleges shut down or canceled. I mean... All kinds of things. Churches, many churches, and we are... Can I just say, praise God for small towns. Amen? Amen. But here's the thing, you know, and events occur in, 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 in history in which the human spirit is put to the test. The fear gets an opportunity to bombard us and, and set the tone for what we face, you know, there's a certain events that are, are life-altering. You know, like, I think like 9-11, it was a forever-changing, life-altering event. Um, December 7th, 1941, it was a forever-changing uh, kind of event. While I don't think this should have permission to be on the same level as that, but I think society is empowering it to have that kind of permission. And so often after these events, I think society tries to search for the new normal. And I, and I, but I do think that after this event, normal may not be what normal used to be. But, you know, I'm confident under the right leadership that our country will emerge stronger after this event. And so today's event is COVID-19 and our government agencies will do the best of their ability to lead us and we'll follow their leadership and we'll pray for them. And by the way, pray for President Trump. We need to pray for our president, for his wisdom and his health. And here's the deal. We're going to follow their lead. We'll abide by the rules and we're going to serve our family and our friends and uh, especially when they need it. And may we all shine as God's servants. Amen. And so young people that are here today, you need to remember this time and look to your look to your elders, look to the older people, follow their example because there there are people who are not walking in fear. Amen. And you have no re- don't for one minute be afraid of this. Amen. But here's the thing. Here is what we should never comply with. What we should never follow, what we should never allow to inform us, what we should never agree to is the spirit of fear. Not ever. 
See, fear, I, I will not, and I hope you will make this same decision today, that fear will not be allowed to shape my mind, shape my words, shape my choices, shape my life, shape my future. It does not get that permission today. Can I get an amen on that? For yourself, can you say amen to that, right? And so I want to tell you, the real danger out there, the real plague, I believe, is the spirit of fear. Because I'm telling you, that plague, that spirit of fear, it draws out the crazy. My sister, uh, my middle sister, was telling me this story yesterday. She lives out in Kittaquay, Texas, which is southeast of Amarillo. And you actually have to be going there. It's one of those places that's just out there that you have to know where it is, number one, and you have to be intentionally going there. You don't stumble into that community. You, you understand what I'm saying, right? She told me yesterday that someone from the Dallas-Fort Worth area drove into their one grocery store town bought up all of the toilet paper, and left. That's ugly. I mean, if you're driving five hours for some TP, <laughs> Yeah, you're full of fear. Right? But here's the thing. Our faith... Our faith is in a God who defeated death, hell, and the grave at the cross, right? He rose on the third day disarming sin, death, disease, cancer, and COVID-19. COVID-19 submit, will submit to Jesus, amen? See, we will not submit to a spirit of fear, but through our faith in Jesus... We overcome, right, through him who gives us all the victory. And so the title of today's message is Overcoming Faith. Overcoming Faith. A faith that overcomes adversity. Amen? First John, our key text for today, First John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Let's pray. Lord, today, may we as your people be infused with faith from on high to, to receive faith, stand in faith, to be postured in faith. Lord, to be set on fire with faith for what you're doing in the earth, God. We say no to the spirit of fear, and we say yes to the overwhelming victory that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so, Father, today we open our hearts before you, and we receive the faith that comes from you today. In Christ's name we pray. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So Jesus has overcome all things. Our faith in Jesus grants us victory at all times in all things. See, we got victory in Jesus. Follow me here. At all times in all things. Well, pastor, what if I die? You mean you're a Christian? 
and you get threatened with death, dude, that's bonus. You get to go be with Jesus. You get to, man, the fighting's over. You win. Score. Right? Because I'm telling you, eternity with him is not worthy to be compared to the finite amount of time here on this side of heaven. I remember several years ago uh, when the Ebola virus came out, Jason and I were at a conference in, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, just to kind of set the tone, everybody was, it, even though we were having the conference, everybody was just tense, even at that conference. I mean, we're talking about, this was a church with pastors, worship leaders. This was a leadership of the church, uh, leadership conference, okay? But there was tension in the air because of the Ebola virus, Okay. To set the scene, let me just say, I have a sneeze that can raise the dead, okay? I mean, like, or, or put you in the grave, one of the two, wherever it finds you. And so, like, and so my allergies were stirred up this day, and we are in this crowd of massive amounts of humanity, and they have the doors locked. They won't let people in because they're trying to time it. They're trying to set up the whole room and everything. And so, I mean, you're like crowded. I mean, like, you're just compacted inside this room. You can't hardly move. But my, I got a little tickle in my nose. And I go, boop, 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 boop. I mean, I, well, I let it rip. And, I, and my wife has, has told me on many occasions, you don't have to sneeze that loud. I can't help it. And I don't even, half the time, don't even know when it's coming, you know. But I let out this roar of a sneeze, and you would have thought the seas had parted. Zoosh. I mean, I saw one lady hike her shirt up over her face and take off running, you know. But these were to be the people of faith, right? But I put them to running with one little sneeze. And see, what the world needs to see is the people of God not be fearful but full of faith and loving people well. Amen? Because here's the deal. Overcoming faith overcomes the world. Overcoming faith overcomes the world. You see, the spirit of fear is from Satan. It's, a, it's, it's his attack. The spirit of fear puts you at a weak posture towards life, makes you self-focused, and attacks your mind. Now look at what the Spirit of God does. Check this out. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And so, so God doesn't, orchestrate. He doesn't give a spirit of fear. Now, let me just say that there's a difference between a spirit of fear and, and healthy fear. There are two different things, okay? So how do I know the difference? See, I can have a healthy fear of my toddler crossing the street by themselves, right? I, I can have a healthy fear of spreading uh, 
the coronavirus to loved ones who may have a weaker uh, immune system. I can have that healthy fear where I'm going to be more cautious and more conscientious. But an unhealthy fear would be like a constant abiding anxiety, constantly imagining the worst case scenarios, driving five hours to go take a small town's TP supply, okay? That's unhealthy fear, right? But see, what, here does, here, when, what does God give? He gives us power, love, and a sound mind. But the spirit of fear, what it does, it does the exact opposite. It puts you in a position of weakness towards life. It, and, and, then, and you don't love people. You become self-focused. You become inward focused. And you don't have a sound mind, but your mind is at war. See, Jesus made us inherently powerful whenever he deposited his spirit inside of us. But see, Satan doesn't want you to know how powerful you are in Jesus. See, Satan doesn't want you to know that because you're in Jesus, that you can stand in your home, take authority, spiritual authority over your home, and we say no to virus, say no to sickness, that you can stand in the authority of Christ. Satan doesn't want you to know that. He doesn't want you to know that the power that you have. Satan doesn't want you to know about the power of love, about self-sacrificing and, and laying down your life for others. He doesn't want you to share TP. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'll let that go, I think. Satan doesn't want you to have a sound mind. He wants your mind cluttered. He doesn't want your mind to make a powerful decision about life, about faith, about who Christ is. He wants to draw your mind to a place where you're constantly rehearsing or imagining your life going off the edge of a cliff. He wants your mind in a place of constant confusion. Let me give you a basic definition of fear. The crippling imagination of a world without God in it. How about this one? The prophecy of a future without God in it. Life without God, without hope. See, beloved, if you believe that God is, if you have faith, that God is, let's start imagining what life looks like with God right in the middle of all of it. Amen? See, fear wants to minimize your life. Wants you to look inward. Wants you to be small. We're not giving in to fear, are we? Let's look at our key text today, 1 John 5. Verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he 
who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So he starts off with this phrase, whatever is born of God. Well, what is whatever? Whatever, right? So whatever is born of God, initiated by God, spoken of by God, conceived in the mind and heart of God, whatever was initiated by Him. And so here's the deal. If we are followers of Christ, if we have professed Jesus Christ as our Lord, then that means you've been born again, you have been born of God. So if you're a follower of Christ today, just say, I'm born of God. Now say it like you mean it. I'm born of God. Because you are born of God, God has deposited inside of you a spiritual DNA that is fully loaded with victory that causes you to overcome in all things. Just because you say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, by His Spirit, all of the victory that was at the cross of Calvary All of the victory that was at His resurrection has then been deposited inside of you by His Spirit. You overcome not by your strength, but you overcome by the strength of Calvary and His resurrection. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it. We simply said, I believe in Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. You were like Mrs. Evander Holyfield, that story I told. You, you took the check, right? And that overcoming nature was placed inside of you. And see, and that faith causes us to triumph and be, and be victorious in this world. So what does that look like? What does it mean to be victorious in, in this world? Well, it means something like this. It means like, just because I got a diagnosis, I know by faith it doesn't seal my fate because there's healing in Jesus. It may may look like this too. I may look all alone, but by faith I know that I'm never alone. It may may look like just because I'm, I'm completely surrounded But I know by faith those that are with me are greater than those that are against me. Are you tracking with me? See, it it means like this. Just because it looks like this disease is going to win and take my life, but by faith this disease will die in the grave, but I'm going to be raised up out of that grave. And live forevermore. See, that disease is going to die and never return again. But look, folks, because our faith is in Jesus Christ, we're going to come up out of that grave, right? I mean, this is Christianity 101. No matter what, we win. It's like playing a board game with a toddler. I win. No matter what you roll or whatever you do, it's just like, I win. I guess y'all have never experienced that. But uh, but we overcome because of the victorious warrior, Jesus Christ. He has obtained all victory for all time. One of the most repeated commands in all of Scripture sounds like this. 
Do not fear, for I will be with you. Do not be afraid, for I will be with you. Take heart. Do not be afraid, for I will be with you. It shows up again and again and again. And see, the people of God have always come to fearful situations that they must walk through with God. Remember Joseph in the pit? Remember Joshua getting ready to cross the river and to go to war? Remember, remember Daniel and the lions then? Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego about to go to the furnace? Remember Esther about to appear before the king in order to deal with Haman? You remember these stories? See, so here, here's the thing. Incredibly fearful situations that we learn or, or embrace walking through with God are always a precursor to a massive move of God. See, whenever, before, we'll get it. This is how this works. You will always come to a fearful situation in which you have to hold on to the Lord. And as we walk through in obedience to Jesus, in obedience to the Lord, through those fearful situations, there's always a massive breakthrough on the other side. Are you, are you tracking with me? Does this make sense? You see, God has a way of wanting us to face our fears, to look fear in the eye, know that greater is He that is with me than he that is in the world, in order for the Lord to expose the weakness of the enemy. All the time. Those confrontations are always a precursor to an incredible move of God. See, but the question is, is will we by faith, stand in faith, not, not give way to fear, but to raise our shield of faith, right? Raise our shield of faith against all the schemes of the devil. Folks, we have, a, we have an enemy that doesn't play fair. So shields up, right? Shields up. Standing in faith. See, I believe that God is actually positioning the church at large for a major breakthrough. I believe that the virus and the spirit of fear are all, are all things of the enemy's plan. You see, Satan has no new ideas. He really doesn't. He only, has, he only counterfeits the Lord's. You go, well, what do, what do you mean by that? Well, you see, the Lord desires to spread His gospel all over the earth like a wildfire for it to be contagious. Satan oftentimes will send his counterfeit in front of what God is about to do. You see, what the Lord is wanting to do in the earth is actually send a revival that spreads like wildfire all over the earth. 
Let me give you a, a couple of cases. So everyone has seen Wuhan, China, right? And, and, and the fact that that virus has just been going crazy there. But did you know that the underground church in China is on fire? They are being persecuted heavily, but it is spreading like fire. Did you know on this side of the earth that Brazil is experiencing a major revival and that the president at a, at a recent revival rally, was it the president, right? The president gave his heart to Jesus, who President Trump later met with, right? And they were all afraid that, he, that President Trump got the, the virus from him. I'm telling you, God is on the move. And I'm just going, we have better get with the program. See, revivals don't get in, in, in the news. But God is moving powerfully in, in China, in the underground church right now. God is moving powerfully in places like Brazil. The life of the kingdom is turning the world upside down, but we don't ever hear about it. Twenty twenty is off to a bang, isn't it? I mean, when you start looking at the presidential thing, you got socialism versus capitalism. You got the coronavirus, dude. This is getting pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, we live in the greatest time, the greatest age, and the greatest nation of the world. You, you live at the greatest time of all of human history. You are getting, we are living in the greatest nation of all of human history. God is doing something amazing. And so all of these fearful messages... You just rub your hands together, not with sanitizing gel, but in praise, you know, rub your, hand, rub your hands together because God is doing something in the earth. Amen. So here are three things I want you to consider during this time. Number one, prayerfully consider fasting and praying if the Lord so leads you. I know on March 18th, that's this Wednesday, Wednesday through Friday, March 18th through March 20th, there is an international time of fasting and prayer led by a, a, a man by the name of Lou Engel. He's a, he's a well-known prayer leader throughout all the earth. And so if prayerfully consider being a part of that. Pray for our nation. Pray for President Trump. Pray for, for all the parties involved. And pray for protection for those who are, might be susceptible to the coronavirus. Amen. And, and just pray for the absolute swift end for that. Uh, because uh, your, your prayers are not falling on deaf ears. Amen. Here's the second thing I'd like uh, to mention is online services. As far as gathering together for worship you know, it'll be on a week-to-week -week basis. You know, we don't know what people will tell us to do, what will be legal, what will... We just don't know uh, what it will look like. I have every intention of us uh, meeting together. 
But that all being said, I wanted to let you all know that we are working behind the scenes to actually have online services. So in the event that we are not able to uh, meet together, our, we're going, our goal is that we're going to have it set up to where you could watch you know, uh, services on Facebook. You'll just see me, Jason, and Caleb up here, I guess, you know. But uh, you can watch it on Facebook, YouTube, or what other kind of platforms. But we'll try to get all of those details hammered out. You know, we got, we got a lot of work to do in that arena. But, uh, uh, but the 21st century has made a lot of things available to us. Hopefully we'll have something concrete by Thursday or Friday. And so we'll know uh, where we're at on that. Amen? And so uh, anyhow, that would be kind of fun anyhow, have online services, right? Uh, and then here's the third thing. Commit to joy. Or I could even say it this way, commit to laughing. Who's up for that kind of a commitment? You know, you know, it, see, it's really hard to be fearful and joyful at the same time. It's just those things have a hard time coexisting. In the 1600s, there was this missionary group called the Moravian Missionaries uh, that were led under the, the teachings of Count uh, von Zinzendorf. And they, the Moravian missionaries would go all over the world uh, proclaiming the gospel, knowing full well that they would never return. And so um, about the 1700s, uh, John Wesley had an encounter. This was before he had a really major encounter with the Lord and gave his heart to serving the Lord. But he had an encounter with the Moravian missionaries on a, on a, on, on a boat going, traveling across from the Americas back to Europe. And the way the, the story goes is that they were, the, the ship was caught in a storm and it was tossing just back and forth. People thought they were going to die. And uh, John Wesley, remember the pioneer of the Methodist church, right? He was losing it over the edge of the ship. I mean, I mean he, he, was, he was emotionally falling apart. He was sick, all of this kind of stuff. But he looked over to the side and he saw a group of Moravian missionaries laughing and worshiping and praising God. And he looked over at them and he's like, what is wrong with those people? Why are they worshiping and delighting in the Lord? Because they had absolutely no fear of death. And his encounter with the Moravian missionaries, seeing the joy on them in the face of death, was what impacted him so greatly in his faith to where we have the Methodist movement today. Because he saw the joy on someone in the face of death. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. Amen? Put on your happy face when you encounter various trials. How is this even possible? Because our victory is secure in Jesus Christ. Amen? So, I'm going to wrap up this morning, and then we're going to do something that I feel have a time of prayer and intercession as a church.
Well, let me just say this before we get to this point, but uh, or get to that point, but the coronavirus is a demonic resistance to what God is trying to do in the earth in 2020. But God will get the victory. And I really feel from the Lord that this Easter in the earth is going to be a profound time in the body of Christ throughout the earth this Easter. I think the enemy really picked the wrong time to mess with the body of Christ. Amen. So, if we can, if you can grab your Bibles and turn to Psalm 91, and we can stand to our feet. But I would really like to take a moment. I'm going to read through this psalm, and I really want to pray if we can just join our faith together on behalf of our nation, behalf of our community, behalf of, of, this, of the world. Join our faith in declaring God's victory and declaring these five themes here. I'm going to read through Psalm 91. And so I'm going to read a, ver I'll read a couple of verses and I'll say, let's pray over this theme right here. And then we'll all pray at the same time. We'll all have a moment of interceding on these key points. Does this make sense? Pretty simple. Okay, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. And so let's just begin to declare that we would trust the Lord and that people all over would begin to trust in Jesus. So can we do that just right now? Just everyone lift our voices. We declare trust, Lord. New levels of trust, Lord. We intercede, Lord, for new levels of trust for, for the church, for the, for the people to begin to trust you for the first time, Lord. Mm -hmm. We declare great trust in you. Mm -hmm. Verse 3, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. So let's pray two themes right here for deliverance and for, for, uh, for us to not be afraid, for people to not give in to fear. And so, Lord, we celebrate, Lord, your deliverance, Lord. We celebrate your deliverance, God. You deliver your people with a mighty hand, Lord, a mighty strong hand. You deliver your people, Lord. 
You are our great deliverer, Lord, and we just declare, Lord, right now that your people will not be afraid, but they'll trust in you, Lord. We will not give place to the spirit of fear. Though a thousand may fall at our right and ten thousand out at our left, we will not give in to the spirit of fear, but we will be established in faith today and in confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ, who overwhelmingly gives us the victory. Verse 8, only with your eyes shall you look and, and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And so let's just declare right now, no plagues come near any dwelling. We t- just take authority right now. It just it, we declare that no plague shall come come near our dwellings, from near the dwellings of any of our loved ones. We say no to that. We we take authority over those things. Thank you, Father. We we say no to those things. Our dwellings will be safe. <laughs> our dwellings will be secure in Jesus. Verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Now take authority over Satan. Take authority over that. We just declare, we'll say the Lord rebuke you, Satan. You will get off of people's lives. You will back off of the lives of people. You will leave right now, spirit of fear. We say no. Thank you, God. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver him. This is the response of the Lord saying it back. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So just declare, the Lord be with us. And thank, just begin to thank the Lord for being with us. We thank you, God, for being with us. We thank you, God, for always being with your people at all times. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We intercede today. Yes, Lord. You are amazing, God. We give you thanks and praise today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. And so here's how. We'll end today. If you have a, a prayer request today, you need someone to join with you in a certain area. Maybe we didn't address uh, something that you're dealing with today or something that you're going through. I would encourage you to receive prayer this morning. Uh, or maybe, maybe just maybe, beyond all this coronavirus mess, maybe fear has just been giving you fits. Maybe, maybe just fear... And the taunts of life, you've been battling confusion. You've been battling being self-focused, being battling just, you know, you've been in a weak posture towards life. If that's you today, let's get delivered of that, amen? Let's get delivered of fear in every, in every way, amen?
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed day.